Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Common Sense American. And I think this week there's really only one thing to talk about. Well, actually, there might be two because we have the speaker vote coming up, uh, possibly uh, today. Uh, the Just as a quick update, I saw a recent article that said that Steve Scalise is uh, the favorite right now in a closed-door count. He was leading Jim Jordan. I believe the count was 113 to 99. They still have to obviously do the official um, uh, voting, but, you know, that, that may happen. However, uh, that would have been uh, a worthwhile topic, I think, to discuss. However, the uh, insanity in Israel is certainly taking precedent, and um, I don't really want to talk specifically about Israel and, and Palestine and Hamas um, in terms of what's going on over there. But because this is an American podcast, I would like to talk about how this is uh, clearly exposing us uh, in this country in a number of ways, specifically uh, the education system and Democrats in general. Now, when this happened, and first of all, let, let's be clear. Um, this is just an act of terror. Um, you can call it an act of war if you want. It's an act of terror. Um Yankee, kidnapping people, raping people, um, you know, basically causing general uh, fear and just horror on, on, on the other side. This is not, this is, this isn't following any of the rules of war. This isn't, um, this isn't like, uh, this isn't really Russia, Ukraine. This is an act of terror on a very large scale. And as usual, unfortunately, Israel is uh, the victim. Uh, there has been, I, I, I remember when I was in college and my political correctness professor, a political correctness professor. <laughs> you know, it's easy to call it that, isn't it? I mean, we say political science, but at this point, everything feels like political correctness, doesn't it? Um, anyway, he said that, you know, when it came to that part of the world, it, it always feels like Israel has to fight to survive forever. And if they stop fighting, they die. Whereas um, everybody else around them just fights them. And if they stopped, then the world would be at peace. Um, Israel is a democracy and, um, and an ally. Uh, Palestine is not. And Hamas is definitely not. They're a terrorist organization. They want you dead. They, that, they've made that pretty plain in the past. Um, the, so this is, this is pretty cut and dry, you would think. Now, officially, the Democrat Party here in this country has condemned the attacks on Israel. Uh, has condemned Hamas, has and has said that this you know really shouldn't be allowed to stand and all that. However, there are a whole lot of people on the right who just aren't buying it, uh, and the reason they're not buying it is because we have protests erupting all over the country uh, that are pro-Palestine and even pro-Hamas. Now these people are getting that from somewhere, and here's one thing I can absolutely guarantee: there isn't a single protester in that group that votes Republican. We all know which member, uh, which party uh, they are a member of. We, we, we know this. We all do. And they're getting this from somewhere. Uh, and when you have people like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and people who uh, like that in our own government, who also refuse to condemn this, uh, earlier today Tlaib, she simply wouldn't even comment on the fact that babies were being butchered and women were being raped. Um, and she's talking about not, Israel not fighting back and a de-escalation uh, of the uh, of the oncoming war that seems to be coming on. Um, and while on the one hand you can argue that oh well she's just calling for peace, uh, look we know who these people are. 
We know we know what the religion is. We know who they are. The fact that they occupy an elected uh, position in this country is just testament to the stupidity of Democrats and the political correct, the power of political correctness, and essentially like a diversity hire, which is all these people are. It's oh, she's wearing a towel on her head, so obviously she's not bad. She's she's we're going to present her as a, a symbol of tolerance because she really is all about this country, and it's narrow-minded and wrong to think that people of her faith are against us. Yeah, here's the thing: a lot of them are. In fact, you could make the argument that most of them are. It's you read up on that religion if you like. Uh, read up on a dedication to Palestine, like in, in, in Rashida's example. Okay. Uh, None of these people should be here, first of all. They certainly shouldn't be in elective office. As far as I'm concerned, they should have been kicked out of the country a long time ago. And this leads me to uh, the crux of this, which I've made this point before about how the melting pot in essence has failed. It doesn't work. We've proven that it doesn't work. In fact, other countries have proven that it doesn't work. All it does is create immense problems and that more homogeneous societies fare much better for a much longer span of time. That's just the way it is. It has nothing to do with racism or xenophobia. This is a fact. Human Mankind has proven this for about 5,000 years. Back to the time of when, when Egypt, uh, Greece, and Rome were desperately attempting to sort of come to some uh, global understanding about, you know, trying to mesh together when they were wildly different uh, cultures. And you know what? It just didn't work. Um, as much as they tried, it didn't work. Um, and when you have fundamental differences in what people believe and how you should lead your, lead your lives and, and what society should be, that society can never be fully unified, ever. And there will always be cracks and there will always be problems. That's just the way it is. Uh, I, I, this is something of a tangent, but I, I, uh, I watched an old movie uh, this past week called I Remember Mama. It's, it's a fantastic uh, classic film um, uh, featuring Irene Dunn and Oscar Homolka and a very young Barbara Belgetti's. Um, and, and they were all nominated for Academy Awards, by the way. It's about a Norwegian immigrant family in San Francisco uh, a little after the turn of the 20th century. And it, it's, a, it's just a beautifully depicted uh, story um, told in, in a series of vignettes, really. Um, but one thing that stands out to you when you see this is the pride that these immigrants had in being American. Uh, at one point, the daughter asked the mother, "You know, do you are, are you Norwegian or are are you know are you American?" And she said very proudly, "She says I'm American. San Francisco is my city. Um, you know, I, I I will always love the mother country, but this is my home, and this is where I have chosen to come, and I I've chosen to be here, and I've chosen to be a part of this country, and to um, adapt to it, and to assimilate to it, and to work hard to contribute to it. That is not the attitude that we get from migrants today, from most of them, I will say. It's just not, it isn't. It is a, we're going to be exactly the way we want to be. We're going to bring our uh, culture in, and you're going to take it and like it and adapt to it rather than us adapting to you, which throws everything into chaos because it basically means we're going to come here and we're going to take all the advantages you give us that our country didn't give us, and we are not going to adapt and assimilate to uh, uh, the ideas and the ideals that you have had in place for forever. So everything just starts to fall apart because everybody has, again, wildly different fundamental beliefs. That is that. That's what's happening right now. And when you see people out in the streets, um, 
supporting Palestine, even supporting Hamas, this tells you that we have been letting all the wrong sorts of people in this country, none of those people should be here, not one. They're completely at odds with everything this country stands for, and they are our enemies. That's a truth. That's a fact. Um, you had 30 Harvard groups of, groups of students at Harvard doing this, say, blaming Israel, um, saying that we need to understand, you know, where Palestine is coming from and all this. Uh, and, you know, I understand that immediately afterward, the, um, the Harvard president, who's a black woman, of course, because, of course, it just stands to reason, we can predict this now, um, stands up there and say, no, we, we do condemn what's happening in Israel. We, we, we don't blame Israel. We, we are condemning Palestine. You can say this all you want. Um, we're not buying it. We're not buying it because you have hundreds of students around your campus that are saying exactly the opposite. Lots of them. Again, they're getting this from somewhere. Obviously, there you don't have professors in class telling them otherwise. You have, apparently, professors in class supporting this because they are getting it from somewhere. They're not rogue students just getting this offline. You know, I'm sure some of them are. But your bottom line is, you've got a whole lot of people at that university who clearly are in support of this. So no, we're not buying this. You can do this and make a, make a big show of it and try and make it sound like you're not being uh, seditious in a lot of ways and, and, and completely screwing up our youth with your crap ideals, which are dangerous and toxic. And you can, you, can, you know, there's a reason why a few weeks ago, Harvard was rated as the worst university in the country for freedom of speech because it's a propaganda factory. And what kind of propaganda are they spreading out there? Now, is it pro-American propaganda? Certainly isn't that. Because again, look at the reaction of students to this, to this awful travesty. Are they on the right side? No, they're not. Certainly not for this country. Um, and so my message as president is, you know what, you need to look at your own flock there. Because it's representative of what you people really do believe. That's what we're seeing. So until it happens, like one of these things happens, and all your students rise up and support Israel and say things like, yeah, we got to get rid of Hamas because they're going to continue to cause problems throughout the world, including in this country, because yes, they don't like us. Until we've got a unified group of students saying that, we don't trust anything you people are doing or saying or producing. You got that? Because that is just the perfect prime example of what happens when you try to bring people in from all over the world that have zero interest in adapting and assimilating to this country and only an interest in subverting the country and the youth and at the same time, by the way, leeching off of and taking advantage of this system that we have in place here. Um, to, to believe for even a second that we don't have a disturbing uh, movement uh, that is incredibly anti-American, is naive. Um, in fact, one could actually say at this point that we don't actually have a solidified American set of ideals because we're so splintered that we don't, we don't even have a sense of identity anymore. Those people on the streets, you know, you know, cheering Palestine and Hamas, um, who should not be here, um, right there, 
is an example of something that could not and should not happen in this country and wouldn't have 75 years ago or, or before that. Um, we have the, the biggest difference in the immigration process is really this, is really that before when they came here, they weren't given the world in the civil plot. They weren't giving anything but freedom. That was, and that's the proper way to do it. Yeah, you can come here and you know what you're gonna, we're going to give you? Nothing. What we are going to give you is what you don't have where you're coming from, which is why you're coming in the first place, or we're supposed to be. All you're getting is the freedom to work and try and contribute and to live your own life. That's it. Unmolested. That's the way it's going to be because we do believe in freedom and we do believe in uh, you in individual freedoms. You believe what you want and all of that. However, at the same time, you will adapt and assimilate to this culture. Because we need a solidified, unified culture in order to survive. You will not be bringing in uh, ideas that will destroy that culture and pressing them and forcing them on the populace. You want that, you stay where you are. Otherwise, the only reason you're coming here is to subvert the culture. Um, when you look at other countries and you see, you will see at sporting events, for example, you'll see such uh, a huge um, outpouring of national pride. You see all, all these flags. You'll see people cheering their athletes from their... You know, we're seeing less and less of that on the U.S. side. You notice that? Um, they're, it's come to to the point where they're basically just cheering for people who they think they should be cheering for. Oh, well, if they're from another country, but they're black, we should be cheering for them. Or if they're Asian, we should be cheering for them because not a lot of those people in this sport have seen that a lot. Um and at the same time, they're, let's face it, Democrats have no problem burning the American flag. None. Zero. They don't care. They're far more interested in flying the uh, also subversive trans flag and uh, allowing Rashida to have a Palestine flag. Far more interested in allowing that than having the American flag. Uh, it's really only a matter of time before they start wanting to push it to push a change to the flag, eradicate it, change it, whatever, because I'm sure they just, all they're doing and telling students and telling everybody else that it's a symbol of oppression, that it's a symbol of uh, of racism, that it's got to go. Um, and just like they, what do, how is that any different than them going around tearing down statues and monuments, changing the names of, of airports and, and, and buildings and streets? What, there's no difference. They're erasing the past. They want to erase what America stood for during its heyday. They want to erase it because they want to destroy the culture that existed then, and they're doing a good job of it. And the way you do that is you bring people in from outside who never liked it in the first place. It works really well. And it's not about creating a better world for them. It's about destroying what they never liked in the first place. Now, they don't have anything in place of it, they have nothing but darkness and instability and chaos and completely immoral insanity. They have nothing. They're nihilists, they're freaks, they're losers, and yet they are going to push all this darkness and blackness on everybody in the, under the guise of you know progressivism and freedom, which, of course, none of it is. And it's even more obvious that it isn't because if you push back and you say that none of this, I don't agree with any of this, they're just going to call you, uh, you know, backwards and they're just going to try and silence you in any way they can because, again, they're basically adopting the principles of North Korea or China 
or, or the Soviet Union at its, at its communist peak, uh, where people will not be saying these things uh, against the regime, against the ruling people. And this has everything to do with destroying and eradication and nothing to do with creation, solidification, and unification. Nothing. The attack in Israel and the response here is proof of that. Democrats can stand up there like uh, uh, AOC uh, broke with her quote-unquote squad compatriots in condemning um, uh, Palestine and Hamas. Uh, you know, it's not exactly surprising because she is not of the same religion. She does not have the same beliefs. As much as I don't like her, she doesn't. However, Omar and Slave, yeah, that's not too surprising. These people don't change, you know. These are fundamental beliefs of their lives, and it is fundamentally against America. This is really all they've ever believed. You will never get them to say anything against Palestine, and you probably won't get them to say anything against Hamas. They haven't yet, even after this atrocity. This should tell you everything you need to know about these people, right? If you voted for them, be embarrassed, and don't ever do it again. Uh, don't do this. Oh, I'm 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 ahead of everybody else. I'm I'm more enlightened than you, so I'm going to vote for the person who uh, may seem like an enemy. But that's just a narrow-minded way of speaking. They're not really that way. We want to send the message they're not all that way. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: they kind of are, and they're proving it. They prove it every single time something like this happens. Every time Israel comes up, you. I mean, they have uh, all the boards uh, that represent Israel boards and organizations and groups, they have been after both of these people for years. And they continually rack up mountains of evidence to who these people really are against and who they really are for. Statements, videos, emails, and they're all over the place. You can't defend these things, okay? They're there. Which means that if they are an ally of ours and we have a certain belief system, these people cannot be in elective office and frankly they shouldn't be in this country. That's just a fact. As for the Biden administration, I, you know what? It doesn't matter. That guy is such a useless jellyfish. He's, they prop him up there, say a few uh, lines that are supposed to be hard-hitting and inspirational, and we don't tolerate Whatever. Nobody believes a word this man says. He goes and toddles off and pretends he's in charge of something. Uh, we all know he's not in charge. We all know that there is a, a, a group behind him that is in charge. They tell him to say these things and whatever. Nothing's ever going to come of it. No, we'll just keep giving money to Ukraine and Iran. Yeah, we'll just keep doing that. You know, forget forget, forget anything else. We're, we're not actually going to condemn Palestine and Hamas. We're not actually going to vocally... Did, did the president stand up there and say, you know, all these protesters who are for this, that are out on our streets, that are spitting on Israeli lives, did, did he ever say, you know, all of those people need to be ashamed and maybe arrested and we don't support that and that is wrong? Did, did he say that? No, no, he didn't say that. Did any Democrat really say that? No. Because all they really, they're, they're quiet. They, 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 they're not really saying much. But let me tell you this, that's a bad sign for your party. And that, again, is a hint. It's a clue, a big one. And it continues to tell us things about how far gone this party is and how far separated from America it has become. The gap between the Democrat Party and what America was and stood for. Now, they want to tell you it was all evil, that it was all bad. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. Um, it was working. 
And it was working really, really well. We were number one in education in 1950 across the board. We haven't been one in any category since. In fact, we've fallen out of the top 10 in all of them. Now, you call it what you want. You come up with any reason you want, any excuse you want. That's a fact. Hence, we suck. We've gone downhill. Crime has skyrocketed. Poverty has skyrocketed. The uh, civil unrest has definitely skyrocketed. So how are things better? There isn't a single thing that's better right now. People can't afford to do anything. They can't afford to buy houses. They can't afford to buy cars. They can't afford people coming out of school basically have to work like three jobs. None of this is working. Bidenomics has failed. Inflation is still a major problem. All of this isn't working because we do not have the unification we used to have. We do not have the morals and the discipline we used to have. We don't believe in the family structure that actually worked. We don't believe... And it's no longer 98% of the populace believe this about this. Even when there, there was always two sides, there were always Democrats and Republicans and Independents, right? There are always a bunch of different beliefs. But on the fundamental uh, aspects of society, they all pretty much agreed on what should and should be. They only disagreed on the tangential, on the more trivial aspects. I wouldn't say trivial, but the, the smaller elements, the microscopic elements that drive the country forward. Um, in the macro, in the bigger picture, they kind of still all agreed on what America should be and where it should be going. That not one of them would have ever had any terrorist be allowed in this country or people who support them or people who pretend to, who, uh, pretend to say, oh, no, we're not for them, but we're certainly not going to condemn them. None of this would have been allowed. We wouldn't have allowed 70 billion illegals into this country just because of political correctness. None of this would have happened. The bottom line is they can condemn the past all they want. Uh, and all, all we know is they're turning us into a complete third world disaster country. Um, so it ain't working. You, you call it whatever you want. I, I Use whatever names you want. Sling whatever insults you want at me. The facts are the facts. Um, when this country was growing and, and thriving and firing on all cylinders, um, which it was for at least 150, 200 years, um, when it was growing so rapidly, especially during the Industrial Revolution in the late 19th century and into the 20th, uh, during two world wars, uh, which, which our society managed to step up for and work through and work together to get through. That happened, we, we're not working together. You'd probably have half, you'd have half the country saying we shouldn't be in the war and we're not going to do it and hell with you and there'd be riots in the streets. It wouldn't even matter what side people were on because, or we're, again, we're so splintered. We do not have a unified way of living and thinking. That is gone. Hence, there will always be problems. This doesn't work. So, that's it for me today. I appreciate you listening as always. The Israeli thing has just, once again, uh, really shed a lot of light on the, the differences between the two parties, the differences between the two sides in this country in terms of what we do believe and just how far off uh, the left has, has become in, in, in relation to uh, the country's beliefs and systems. Um, so, you know, hey, what can I tell you? This is, this is just more proof. More proof. So anyway, that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Obviously, um, I support the complete eradication of Hamas, just like I complete this. I support the eradication of all uh, forms of ignorant terror um, against humanity, which is what that is. Um, and it's just common sense. So that's what I stand for, is it not? And again, just use your mind and come to a logical conclusion. You'll find that it's usually the right one. 
So that's it for me, uh, and I will see you again next week. Thank you.